0: Amanda Saria is a twin mama, educator, soon-to-be-published author, and the maker and creative face behind My Wild Tribe custom-made apparel and gifts. Her brand is more than just custom-made items. Although most famous for her mom swag and cool line, it's about creating a community and believing in collaboration over competition all day, every day. On today's podcast episode, we have Amanda Saria from My Wild Tribe. I've had the pleasure of working with Amanda on a couple of occasions, and now I get the opportunity to introduce all of you listeners to her greatness and her magnificence. Hi, Amanda. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Hi, Karen. I'm so excited to be here.
0: I am too. This is awesome. Thank you for taking the time out of your already busy schedule to share a little bit of just your overall day-to-day routine and how you balance and juggle everything. I know that we're going to get a little bit more into those details with the conversation. Um, But to start off, I would love the opportunity to have you just share with all of our listeners about who you are and explain to them a little bit more about you know your your daytime career passion along with your side hustle.
1: Okay, who am I? I feel like that's a really loaded question, um, and I feel like now as like 34 year old me, I can finally say who I am I struggled with that a lot um, a few years back but I am like you mentioned um, the founder of my wild tribe and that is simply because I have my own wild tribe here at home (laughs) I am a mom to six year old twins crazy twins but I love them Uh, I am a wife to Carlo Uh, we've been together for about 19 years and he's stuck around this far I'm also an educator, I guess by day, that would be my by day, by day, I'm an educator. And uh, by night, I, and by every other hour that I'm not at work, I am a side hustler. To be honest, I feel like my wild tribe just kind of came to fruition when I decided to go back to school. I needed that creative outlet. Like I left the classroom after seven and a half years of being in it. Wow. the classroom took up my creativity, like uh, everything I did went into that classroom. Right. And when I left it to go back to school, I was really missing that, that little creative outlet piece. So it started as just that a creative outlet, I started making things for my children's birthday parties, which in turn saved me financially. And then I just had friends start requesting items. And then a girlfriend of mine and my cousin were like, we need some mom swag. Like we need to wear some stuff that says mom or aunt or Zia or Tia. And I was like, I can do that. And (laughs) that's kind of weird we are today.
0: Amazing. I've actually um, purchased a few of your your items myself and I love them. I love every single piece. They're amazing quality. I know that you're very attention driven, the feel and the touch and the quality that all encompasses your product. And I value that. Of course, you're you're local here to Brampton, so already have a soft spot for you. And it, (laughs) it becomes so easy once you get to know who you are. To just fall in love with you, your most recent campaign that I think was the most significant for me. You launched For the Be Kind Always in support of Black Lives Matter. We need to be promoting more and living by more kudos to you for having moved forward with something like that it's something that a lot of people lack everybody's lives looks very different we have to be the ones to recondition ourselves lead by that how is it that you're finding right now the transition from going you know going back to school as an educator i know that that brings some
1: crazy there's not emotions. enough for that karen <laughs> <laughs> It has yeah, been enough. a struggle. I've got to be honest with you. I'm pretty good at keeping my shit together. Can I say that? <laughs> I'm not allowed to say that.
0: Yeah, of course, of course.
1: Yeah, like I'm pretty good at it. And if I'm not good at it internally, I'm, I'm good at it externally. And a lot of yeah. people have said that to me, like, you always seem to have your shit together. And I feel like this last week and a half or almost two weeks now, because I started back in classroom setup and such last week. Okay. I just don't feel like I have my shit together. And that to me, um, for an A type person is scary.
0: Mm. Yeah. That's where the anxiety kicks in. Right.
1: Absolutely. And
0: I mean, I'm for, for different reasons, I'm in that same boat with you. Like these last two weeks have been really dreadful. They've been frightening. They've been, I felt like I've lost control. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I know,
1: know. I'm so glad to hear you say that because I was like, is it just me? Am I not managing well this year? What is it? But I think it's like you said, it's an accumulation of everything. Yeah. Initially
0: going back to when uh, I would say March break, you know, when the kids were just going into March break and then, you know, the whole pandemic was announced and I just went straight into, it's still go mode. You know, like, okay, how am I going to transition now? How am I going to adapt? Usually I'm a big planner. Like I'm huge yeah, with same. and structuring and time management. And so I said, you know what? This is unprecedented. There is, there is no contingency plan for this. I did not have it. Mm-hmm. You know, governments didn't even have it. So I just took the approach of let's continue going. Let's move forward. And what works will work and what doesn't won't. So it was very unfamiliar territory for me, but I went with it. And I realized very soon thereafter that I was setting myself up for burnout. Total burnout. Yeah, it's easy to fall into that mentality that you say, well, everything's gonna be okay. Like, yeah, it's shitty right now, but we got this, you know, I got this. Keep going, keep moving forward. Failures will happen and that's just part of entrepreneurship, but you gotta keep going, you know, and not allowing for those emotions to really sit with you. And for you to really understand them and say, okay, well, that was a failure. Like that was a fail.
1: Well, and, and you, you can only say it so long and not yeah. see any progress until you're like, okay, what's happening?
0: Exactly. Until we get where it, we're at I'm now. Believing
1: it, I, nothing is happening. Now what?
0: If we're not honoring those emotions as heavy as they may be. And don't give yourself that proper time to process them. They're just going to continue coming back up in mm-hmm. different scenarios.
1: If there's anything that's grandiose that came out of this pandemic is the idea that, like, I I had to say no yeah. to a lot of things, which yeah. for me, and we talked about this, and, like, I'm a giver, yeah. <laughs> and... Um, I take a lot from myself in order to please people. So I'm a a yes. Yes, I'll get that done. Yes, I can get that to you. Yes, I can rush an order. Yes, I'll take the brunt of the pay for it. And and this pandemic really had me saying no. And it was liberating. Right. And of course, I blamed a lot of it on the pandemic and a lot of it was in terms of getting stock I wasn't able to receive it because borders were closed and right so there was a lot that was out of my hands but then mm-hmm. there became a lot that were it was in my hands and was in control by me and I could turn around and say you know what I'm home with a new puppy dumb idea she's lucky she's cute but <laughs> I'm home with a new puppy with twins taking a course online I'm gonna say no
0: Yeah. In an entrepreneurial lens, that's really hard to say Mm -hmm. no without having that added on guilt. Because it's one thing for you to say no, you know, and have that immediate like, wow, I did it. I said no, I stood up for myself. I set those boundaries. I did that. And then not think about that within a day or two later and say, should I have not? Or maybe I should have said, this is an alternative option.
1: Well, and we can't, we also can't hide the fact that For those of us who have side hustles or entrepreneurial positions where we don't have another income, saying no is sometimes detrimental financially. So it's like, do you take that emotional hit or do you take that financial hit?
0: Right. That's exactly it. Which of the two would you rally? Like, uh, what's that saying? What's the worst of two two evils?
1: (laughs) Yeah, Maybe exactly. Maybe you it
0: wrong, but it's the truth and it is a lot to outweigh. And I do think that going back to leading with love and compassion, I think that it's easy for me to be able to give that love and compassion to others. But it's mm-hmm. it a little tricky to do that for myself. Yeah,
1: I struggle with that too. Why? Why do we struggle with that? I don't
0: know. It's so crazy. Like I'm still learning. I'm still learning to be able to, to give that same love to myself. And it's not because... Like I'm, I love who I am, you know, like sure there are certain facets of myself that I know that need improvement and need work. I'm working through that. But on an overall, I love me. I can't give you a solid answer because I don't know. But what I have learned throughout these last six weeks is that I do from time to time seek external validation. And that may be because my internal locus of control is not as strong as it was at one point. How has it been, though, um, as far as you going back into the school system in person, that must have triggered a lot of different emotions for you?
1: Yeah, it's, it's been a struggle. And I think, um, obviously, the added stress would be uh, that I'm a mom, the factor that I'm a mom. And I am, you know, not just thinking about myself and my husband or me going back into the classroom with 22 kindergartens. I'm now thinking about what am I going to do with my children? Right. And you know, my husband and I were hemming and hawing and back and forth. Like, do you, do you go into work late? Do we take half day? Do I just not go back to work and and stay home with the kids? But I also have noticed these last six months have been, thank goodness my kids have each other, but they've been hard for them. And they miss their friends. And as bright as they are in understanding that this is a crazy time in our world, they just, they're missing friends. Yeah. So my husband and I just made that call and our kids are, they, we registered them to go back to school and I was excited. I was excited about the decision we made because I knew we had weighed out the pros and cons. Right. Um, but what I wasn't ready for, I think was, was the backlash from people, like people who were close to me.
0: That's a hard one because you being at both ends of the spectrum gives you obviously a bigger picture. You make your decisions based on what's of value to your family. And I think that a lot of people neglect to understand that wholeheartedly. Um, They jump to assumptions and they criticize based on their own fears and insecurities. So it's almost a projection of of their triggers.
1: It was a struggle for me to make a decision in the first place. And then to be, you know, faced with all this judgment. And again, I don't mean like people blatantly coming out being like, why are you sending your kids to school? Because it's not even as easy as that. Because I could answer that. No problem. Right. It's, It's those side comments like, oh, well, You know, I'm going to keep my child home because, you know, like, (laughs) I think it's safe for her home and I love her. And which in turn just says to me that I must not love my kids if I'm sending them back. Like, people don't even understand that message that they're sending without saying those words. A lot of people have been showing their, their true privilege. Like, to turn around and say, well, I'll just keep my child home is actually a privilege to be able to say that. Right. Because some people can't do that.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And so the fact that you're not even cognizant of the message you're sending without saying it is a problem.
0: How do you have conversations with people who don't even acknowledge what they're doing to be a problem? It's like talking to a brick wall. Anything you say, Mm -hmm. even if you're, even if, if you're agreeing with them, is still a problem. Everyone's at a different level of emotional intelligence. At the end of the day, you honoring yourself, I think is the most important thing without you hurting anybody in the process. It's not about retribution, like just because you've hurt my feelings now because of a decision that I've made, Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that I'm not going to turn around and say something hurtful to you. An eye for an eye is not going to make the situation any better.
1: And we've talked about that, Karen, about the idea of like healthy disagreements and healthy conversations. Like I do my best learning when I'm with someone who doesn't see my views the same way I do. And that's where like, we all do our best learning and growing. But I think we've, we've come so far away from this idea of, I have an opinion. I have a right to, ha- to share mm-hmm. my opinion and I have a right to voice it. And I'm going to mm-hmm. say it loud and proud. And yes, you do have an opinion and yes, you can share it. But I am also on the flip side thinking you have zero right to share anything. If you are going to hurt someone else. Exactly. Like I am just like, you cannot lose respect for humans. Like you can, you, you know, cannot.
0: A lot of people, I think because of the overwhelmingness of emotions and insecurities and fears, it's become so easy for people to just say, well, fuck it. I'm going to say what I have to say because I'm honoring myself. Yeah. And there's a fine line to that though. Like, yes, honor yourself, but don't disrespect somebody in the process.
1: Well, and I feel like I've really had to um, reevaluate myself now that I'm a parent. I mean, I, I always... I was always looking at as an educator what I was doing or my actions, the language that I was using um, in that regard. But I feel like more as a parent and now that my kids are six, like they are really getting things that I didn't think we would be there yet. So I've really Mm -hmm. had to step up my game just in terms of, you know, like I've always used. Um, very inclusive language. Um, And, and that's, that's been easy in my house and that's easy for my kids. Right. But what I didn't realize is that not standing up to people who didn't use inclusive language around me and my children. Um, And my kids started asking, you know, why would someone say a word like that? Or Refer to someone with special needs in that way or be scared of that black man that's walking by the street. So my kids started picking up on it, and then my kids started calling me out, Mom, when they said something like that, why didn't you tell them that that's not appropriate? Why didn't you say to them, I don't like that you're saying that? And I was like, Fuck, why didn't I?
0: Yeah, because I wanted
1: to avoid confrontation, but guess what? by me doing that is me saying that it's okay for them to walk around speaking like that. So I have found with my own kids now, it's not only about the language that we're using. It's about what are you going to do about it?
0: Yeah. So Now my kids
1: have taught me this like social justice action that needs to be taken when, when we don't agree with someone being hurt for what they look like or what they can or cannot do. So my kids have like now become my teacher Yes, and they're like these little social justice robots (laughs) who are out there like, what can we do about this? Let's make a poster. Let's tell them not to say that. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know what? Like how fantastic that they feel comfortable enough because I didn't, I don't still sometimes feel comfortable enough to say, Hey, that's not appropriate. And I can't be present if you're going to continue to speak like that yeah but my kids can do it so organically
0: well that's the thing I think that because the older that we get the more that we lose that inner child of just being so transparent and vulnerable Uh, the older we get the more that we care about how other people are going to feel when we decide to just respect ourselves enough to to stand up for what we believe in
1: yeah so that's what like that's what my kids have taught me and so now I you know there's been a lot of severed relationships, some of them in our very, you know, in our family and in my friend core group. And because my kids have taught me that if I'm going to say something, I need to back it up and support it.
0: How are you juggling all of this? (laughs) Like, how are you doing it?
1: What do you mean? It doesn't (laughs) seem like I'm handling it as I'm running to rescue children's fingers from vacuums. (laughs) Yeah. Hey. I, I muted it specifically because there were a few choice words that came out <laughs> I was running down the stairs.
0: <laughs> no, but Hey, that's real. And that's raw. And that's why I think that I resonate. And I, I just love that about you is that you don't shy away from that, from, from showing that, that realness. It is what it is. Like, yeah, you're developing yourself to be the best parent that you, the ideal parent that you want to be but it's a journey, just like life, just like entrepreneurship. It's a journey. And the fact that you own where you're at makes it, makes it so much more relatable. And that's
1: something that's new to me too. Cause I was very, again, that, that anxiety, that OCD behaviors, like I struggled with letting people see that I struggled. <laughs> like was, yeah. I had to have it all together always. Yeah. Um, and I don't really know why, like no right. one told that I had to but there was one post where I kind of I posted something about a like it was a mommy breakdown and it was like I know people are saying I should be enjoying these moments because they're fleeting and our children are growing up but like this is fucking hard yeah and the amount of feedback I received from my friends who were like okay I thought you had it all together so thank (laughs) for posting that because I felt like I had to live up to something Mm. and then I started realizing like oh I don't want like I'm not the Stepford wife I didn't I don't I'm not a robot there are moments where I am a killer mom I really kill it in the mom department (laughs) but then again like we're having breakfast for dinner and like so I'm I'm I struggle using the word balance because it's not a balance no it's not And I want to stop trying to achieve that balance because it's, it's really doing a disservice to the moms who are killing it every day and don't acknowledge it because they, they, they don't fit that category as perfect.
0: There is no such thing as perfection. There isn't. And we keep striving for something that's a freaking illusion. Mm -hmm. We know we're never going to get there, but we're going to continue pushing ourselves past our comfort to fit a mold that doesn't exist.
1: And I don't want to be perfect because no. that means the learning stops. And I'm, I'm exactly. learning every single day, whether it's from my children, my students, people that I meet, like I just, I love learning. Exactly.
0: I like to say that I'm a student of life because it, it's, it is what it is. In all facets, you're continuously learning, you're continuously evolving and the more that you kind of are peeling back those onion layers, mm-hmm. the more you're going to understand that you still have so much to learn. The more that I learn,
1: the more that I realize that I know nothing. So the juggle is real. And I mean, you're the one who told me that that's my tagline. <laughs> and <laughs> that the more and more I live it and the more I take on in my side hustle or in my daytime career or in my mommyhood, the more I take on, the more I'm. I'm okay with saying the juggle is real. And there are days where I nail it. And there are days where I'm drinking wine at 11am, not on a working day, of course, because I don't want (laughs) to lose my job. but, But you know, like the struggle, the juggle is real.
0: Understanding that you're on your own journey, and it looks different for everybody is also okay. You know, but knowing that you will find your tribe members that will understand you that will honor you and that will respect you is also something that has been very important that i've learned throughout these past 7 months
1: and even that idea of being on your journey to just to just always remember not to forget yourself and yes. like that brings up that idea of self care yes. and it's huge these days Everyone is a promoter of it, but I found, and again, this just goes back to me being a mom and, and the side hustle and the full-time job and the writing pieces that I'm doing on the, like to add into my 45 seconds of sleep that I get, (laughs) Um, I, I feel I struggle with this idea of self-care because of the image that comes along with that word. If I'm scrolling through Instagram, for example, and people are posting like their $500 day at the spa, right? And they're like, self-care, mom time, me time. And I'm thinking, shit, is that what self-care is? Because A, I can't afford it. B, I can't find the time to take a whole day at the spa. Not at all to judge anyone who can, because- good for you if you can that's amazing right, right. but in my life right now i just can't so does that mean that a i'm not worthy of self-care right or is that b i just i can't do it because i can't do the day at the spa that's not so i can't do self-care at all whereas for me i've started to look at it as self-care is just simply time allotted for myself and that can be 20 extra minutes one morning It could be half a day on a Saturday, one week. But it's just the idea of setting aside that specific time for myself. Just because I I can't do the day at the spa doesn't mean I'm not worthy of self-care.
0: Exactly. Or that you're not giving yourself that self-care. Yeah, exactly. It looks different for everybody. And I think that that's understandable. There's just so many people that are quick to jump on criticizing you for your choices and every aspect of your life that it's like holy cow can you just let me live it's more predominant because of the fact that our new norm has changed so much you know Mm -hmm. and and we're just trying to adapt to that and in adapting to that it's completely come to shift a lot of what we've known to be norm it's it's been crazy it feels like it's been like a whole year that's happened within the last six Mm -hmm. to seven months Yeah.
1: There was like a joke the other day at school and everyone's like, this has been the longest fucking March break ever. (laughs) (laughs) And I think the struggle too with that is that like, we're all, especially in the education system, like our colleagues, those are our people. And like, I'm such a, I didn't realize that I was a person who, and now this is going to sound inappropriate, but (laughs) I didn't realize how much I craved touch and touching uh. people until I wasn't allowed to. Right. And that, that affected my mood. Like the yeah. fact that I couldn't, I couldn't hug someone or I, you know, I wasn't embracing my students in hugs and uh. love. And like, cause for me, that was a way of showing love. Yes. And so I struggled emotionally with that because I wasn't able to touch people I right. know how bad that sounds <laughs> no I know <laughs> I just want to touch people
0: <laughs> no I know I know exactly what you're saying like I'm a huge hugger yeah and even still now now that things are still kind of starting to normalize in meeting people um you know just as, as certain meetings come up where I come across them, you know, randomly outdoors, it's still kind of that awkward. Oh, hi, Hey, mm, uh," you know, and it's like uh, you open our arms, but it's like, uh, no, we can't handshake uh, elbows. Hi, like just hand up. Hi. So it's, it is that awkwardness for me personally, I'm still a hugger. Like if, if you're comfortable with that, I'm comfortable with that. But I also do obviously want to respect everybody else's level of comfort as well. So I kinda I'm still okay with that uncomfortable <clears throat> like what are doing here? I do understand where you're coming from because not having been able to do that with others or even just meeting up for a coffee, you know, and, mm-hmm. and actually having a face to face interaction was really hard. Was yeah. really, really hard to And we're adults. Yeah. Can you imagine the kids?
1: Yeah. Which goes back to why um, my husband and I made the decision that the kids would go back to school. Yes. I mean, it's not for academics. I could teach them myself. That's not the issue. The issue is the interaction with others and to be able to play with your friends. And we know that play looks differently now. Right. And you've got to be a little bit more creative in your games or your greetings because, you know, you're not allowed to sing at school anymore or you're not your friends. No, you cannot sing indoors because your spit particles might transfer. Like this is where we're living right now.
0: Wow. I didn't know that. So
1: it's, it's scary, but it's also our kids will adapt.
0: Right. And they have, and this is the thing we are innate. We are survivors That's, that's how we're built. And so adaptation comes naturally to us.
1: Kids are so resilient. Yeah. And um, like, it's amazing to see even just having kids the last three days, how, how resilient they are. And parents are like, Oh, was my son okay with the mask? And was he okay, you know, sitting at his desk? And I'm like, Oh, my goodness, if you could only see what these rock stars are doing in here, like, it's it's not the kids complaining; it's us adults.
0: I've I've said it for a while. I feel like the schooling system is archaic, and I think yeah, that totally. They should be, they should be focusing. Kind of, mind you, I'm not an educator, the way, but <laughs> but I I think they should be focusing on those kind of uh, topics. And I did see that they were including a few things like mindfulness and uh, I believe it was mm-hmm. injury and stuff like that into the curriculum, that may or may not have. Like that may have changed, or that may not have stuck because of all of the changes that have happened now. But the fact that they're acknowledging it and that they're looking toward making changes is a huge win. You know, yeah. nice and easy. Well, and I mean, there
1: were a lot of changes, especially now the the mental health and well being piece. Right. And I know that, like in our school board last week when we were in, um, although it wasn't safe enough to meet. As a full staff, we had to do so in our own classrooms via Zoom meeting. Okay. Um, um, it, we a lot of our training was around this idea of how do we foster the health and well-being of our children who have and not again not of any fault of parent because we were all in survival mode. Some right. of us working from home, some of us having no job. Like, how do we foster those broken moments, those times where they didn't see their friends? their their teacher monday morning didn't ask them how their weekend was because mm-hmm. they didn't see them and that was their only form of c- communication right yeah. like it's just there's a lot of kids who are coming in broken right now right and that doesn't mean they can't be fixed or mended or put back together right. it just means that the curriculum expectations or the expectations from parents in terms of academia it really has to shift because guess what I could teach math till I'm blue in the face if my student does not feel safe healthy or well in my class there is no learning that's happening Mm -hmm. no learning Mm -hmm. the good thing that came out of it is this shift because there is a focus now on mental health and well-being even though all along we've been saying hello brain to mind, like, you know, heart to mind connection. It's there. You yep. need to feel well in your heart in order for your brain to flourish. Like there's actually a chemical reaction there. Exactly. Like even though we've all been saying this only now is it coming to fruition and I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with it, but it's just too bad that it took it's so long this long to get here. Yeah. And same thing, just on that same level, just cause I've got a shout out to my teachers here. Um, The same thing. Like we've we've been dealt some pretty shitty cards Mm -hmm. going back to school. The, you know, nothing has been clear. Funds have been taken away. Mm -hmm. Um, we too, our cups are all depleted as well because we have home lives. But, you know, we we bitch where we can and then we get into our classrooms and we look at our babies that cause there are babies for 10 Mm -hmm. months out of the year Mm -hmm. and we just do. Yeah. we just do it. And right in now, this- in this time, I know there's a lot of, I, we've been back to school for three days, and I, I've got to get off Facebook because the teacher hate is just killer for me. Oh, wow. But it's just the judging and the judging. and we're trying to build the plane while flying it. Ah. Like we're in this age of online learning, virtual learning. Um, we have to now teach in a way, that we were actually told isn't good for the kids. So I was just gonna, say. you know, like teacher at the front of the class, students in desks. Well, what does that say for kids who don't learn by se- being seated for so long? And and what does that say about those who need hands-on? It doesn't say much. Let's be honest. Yeah. But these are the cards we're dealt. Right. So there are teachers who are up till midnight or at school till eight o'clock on Fridays because. They are trying to get their classrooms ready and make it the best for these kids. Right. So I think if there's anything I, now that I do have the forum to say it, if I can just say, and again, goes back to being kind, just be kind to your kids, teachers, because we're trying to figure this out right. as it comes to us.
0: I agree with you hundred percent. You know, I think that people tend to hear the titles, you know, and, and see the responsibilities, but they forget that that's a human being at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. you know and they're they're just like you and I like meaning you know you are just as human as everyone else except you have the responsibility of these little ones in the classroom a huge side. responsibility and none of us take that lightly and I see that I, I know your attention and detail oriented because I know that about you personally <laughs> and professionally now I understand the complete package of my wild tribe I get you as a human being, and I resonate with you, and I, I'm i glad that you have welcomed me into your tribe.
1: The idea of My Wild Tribe is simply, or it started off simply as me being the mama of my crazy kids. Right. But then it became not just my business, a family business. So my kids are packing the bags, and mm-hmm. It's their tribe too. And those who engage on my Instagram page, like, and I really value their feedback and I value their opinions when I share vulnerable things. Right. That's my tribe too. And, you know, my girlfriend who was at Wonderland last year wearing my mama hat and she saw someone she didn't know but was also wearing the mama hat and they both like smiled at each other. They're each other's tribe in my tribe too.
0: Wow, so that's it's so- just that
1: idea of no one, no one being left out. Like we exactly. are all, you fit here.
0: Life and entrepreneurship is so isolating already. It's already such a lonely process that, you know, you finding these communities, these tribes, these group of individuals who actually will greet you, whether it's physically or hypothetically with open arms. Mm-hmm even with your broken pieces, I think is the, the biggest blessing that I've been able to receive this year. I'm so grateful to have you in my life. And I know we don't talk every day. We don't, you know, we're not always connecting, but when we When do, we do. Yes. <laughs>
1: those conversations.
0: <laughs> I'm going to need that on a shirt. When we do- <laughs>
1: It's so true. And even just that idea, like, you know, find your tribe and love them hard. And I've learned a lot about my tribe, or who Uh, I thought was my core tribe or my core group of people. mm -hmm. And I realized that I was pouring energy into people who weren't pouring it back into me. Mm -hmm. And so this newfound tribe of social media or so, or Instagram, like that family that I've developed Mm -hmm. and my hype girls or my hype people, those are the people that I've met through this business. Mm -hmm. So it really is about finding your people and loving them hard, like giving their business Mm -hmm. the same love. And, you know, there's been a lot of times where I'll purchase something and my husband's like, shit, like, couldn't have you just made that yourself? And I was like, (laughs) yeah I probably could but guess what then who would I be supporting like I'm supposed to be practicing what I preach in this whole idea of shop local and support your your local businesses well then I need to actually do it too
0: right and you bringing that up I also own a vinyl machine so I could do my own pieces too but it's going right back to that is that I'm I would rather support my, my locals, you know, the small businesses that I so much love. And and in. you
1: as a maker yourself know that there is nothing more annoying than having to make something for yourself. Oh my God, <laughs> it's so true. It's so I true. do it day in and day out. I do not want to make something for myself. I want to buy it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I did fall under into a trap, I would say, uh, March, April times, I'd say more so April where because I understood what was going on in the dynamics of the world and the change that I was buying from as many people as I possibly could to support and then I was like oh my god I checked my
1: and then you ran out of money (laughs) yeah
0: basically (laughs) then I realized okay well I I can't I can't be doing that monetarily it's just impossible but you know, I will definitely show my support as much as I can in other ways.
1: I was just going to say that. So what can you do? That's free. It's like sharing the posts, it's writing a review. It's like, there's so many it's liking or saving a post. Like there's so many other options. And I think that's why I struggled so much when I started this business. Like I said, I kind of lost my core group of friends. I mean, my girls know who they are and I don't ever have to shout them out, but right. I struggled with the idea that you're buying it anyways. Yep. You're on Instagram. I can see because you're I can see who's looking at my stuff. Yeah. But you you're not commenting. Yeah. You're not sharing. Yeah. You're not suggesting that your friend come to me. Right. Yes, you can have a welch's. Get out of here my child. <laughs> uh. Like, there are so many things that my people could have been doing for me. Right. And they just weren't. Yeah. But then they would come to me and ask for a discount.
0: Isn't that the most heartbreaking, though? Like, on a real.
1: The worst part is, is I gave it. I gave it. I know. I gave the discount. But I was like, oh, my goodness. All I asked was for you to share this one thing that took 30 seconds. And, again, I knew you were on it because I could see you looking at it.
0: Yeah. So I struggled
1: with it, but I'm happy to say that, I mean, obviously I'm still hurt, but I'm not, I don't, I don't dwell on those things anymore. I just put it out there and if you like it, if you share it, fantastic, you've got my support, but I'm also not going out of my way to support people who don't support me.
0: I have a lot of people who reach out to me and say, hey, listen, I need somebody for A, B, and C. Right away, I have my preferred list. Yeah, You know, and I say, yeah, I know somebody who does that. This is their handle, connect with them. This is their name, reach out to them. And then what I'll do is I'll follow up with the other person. I'll say, Hey, so-and-so reached out to me about A, B, and C. I figured I'd let you know, you make that connection. You do what you can with what you can, with the means that you have. Yeah, And those that, if you're doing it genuinely from a place of wanting to support then you know the universe knows that the other person will receive that connect or will receive that message and that love and for those that that don't do it or do it just for the sake of it being a strategical move then you also feel that energy too you know Mm -hmm. what an awesome conversation I always love having having... I know
1: I feel like we could go on all day and then I hear the noise that my kids are making in the background (laughs) and I'm like oh shit just probably check on them
0: Thank you so much for taking the time to have a conversation today. I think we need to have um, perhaps a coffee date soon.
1: Totally. And Karen, I wanted to thank you because Mm. I can only imagine like everything that you've been dealing with in terms of pivoting business ideas and trying to come up with more while still trying to manage that community connection and keeping us all of your open for business Brampton peeps. (laughs) <laughs> in the loop. And you're still the hype girl. You're still commenting on the post. You're still sharing. Like, I don't know how you do it, but thank you.
0: Oh, you're welcome, girl. Girl, <laughs> you gave me all the feels. <laughs> um, maybe you can give every, all the listeners a little bit more um, details as to how they can connect with you.
1: I keep it really easy just because in terms of managing, I'm trying (laughs) to manage my kids, my life, my job, my side hustle. It's just straight, simple. Instagram is best for me. DMs, I normally will get back to someone in 30 seconds because that's my OCD, but (laughs) give me half a day until you reach back out again. And um, you can find me at underscore my wild tribe underscore
0: amazing if you guys are looking for any customized pieces she is your go-to it was a phenomenal conversation very i would say very healing i could see her in the back
1: (laughs) asking for a muffin the never-ending bellies of these kids
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you it was a pleasure as always
1: thank you and thank you for putting this on because in terms of watching videos and stuff keeping busy like podcasts right now are my go-to when I'm in the car or if I'm on lunch so like that's the best way to in- engage and to find out about people because sometimes you're like wow I totally didn't thank you for that person and now I've got a glimpse into your life and I'm liking it
0: right well it's it's a different um it's a different facet Like there's one thing with pictures and videos, but it's a totally different thing when you're just sitting down and having actual meaningful conversations. Yeah, for sure. That's essentially what this podcast is about. You know, it's just having conversations about mental wellness and that's, that looks different for everybody because everyone is individual, you know, Mm -hmm. so thank you for sharing your vulnerability and for making me feel not as pressured to, to fit into a particular ideal knowing that I'm not the only one that's had a pretty crazy week or two mm-hmm. is really um, it, it gives me a, a feeling of almost like a little bit of reassurance that you know I'm really not alone in that other people and sure it's you know it looks different for everyone but you're going through it I'm going through it I'm sure there's there's at least one listener that has gone through it as well and just knowing that we're we're all trying to just do the best that we can, and that's what matters, you know, and just
1: that idea of be kind, like yeah, just be kind,
0: none of us know what the other person is caring, you know, yeah. you only know to the extent of what's being shared, and not all of it is being shared, so just because it may not look right to you or it may not feel right to you doesn't mean that it's not it's not the right thing for the person.
1: And I just keep thinking of like, there's this one saying and it always has been in my head, probably for about the last seven years, I've really been cognizant of it. And the whole idea that just because you can't see it it doesn't mean it isn't heavy. Exactly.
0: We will be back next week with another guest. I hope you guys all continue living the life that fulfills you. Be brave and lean into the discomfort. And I'll see you
1: guys next week.